Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tree of Life. Happy Labor Day weekend. For some of you, man, that was a labor to get here today, right? It's like, I wonder. I know you can't wait to get to those. Uh, Pastor Cody said, everybody knows that 50-pack of bar-ass hot dogs, right? That's just waiting for you. Hey, this is a great way to be here on Labor Day weekend, if you will, and you get to sleep in tomorrow anyway, so great. Thanks for coming out today. Uh, We've got a lot of great stuff for you, the remainder of the service. God's put something on my heart to share. We'll get to that in just a minute, but I want to take a moment, if you would just join me. We we live in a, a crazy world, and we need to be people of prayer, amen? Things are happening, evil's happening, terrible things happening all the time, but we don't fear, we don't shrink back, we're not worried or afraid, we pray, amen? And we know prayer changes things. So if you would, just hook up with me. We want to pray for a tragedy that's happened out in uh, uh, Midland and Odessa, as well as the upcoming uh, hurricane that's predicted to hit uh, the coast or somewhere turning a little bit now over on the East Coast. And so uh, we believe God's a big God. Nothing happens without prayer. We're going to do our part. Amen. And so let's just pray for a minute. Father, we thank you for the opportunity just to stand in faith. I know things look bad and bleak and the Bible says they will and they'll continue to, but we don't lose heart. We don't lose hope because our hope lies in you, Father God. We thank you that in the midst of these things, we can stand and pray and pray on behalf of people that there's nothing even they can say at this moment, Father God. So many hurts, so many questions, and we lift up the people that have been affected in Midland, Odessa. We thank you for surrounding them with love as only you can, with surrounding them, Father God, with peace, surrounding them with healing and restoration, whether it be physical healing, Father, for those that have been wounded, whether it be emotional healing, Father God, we just pray for their heart and mind to be guarded and for them to be healed and whole and restored. We thank you, Father, that you can bring comfort to the families, the, the, the victims of the precious loved ones, Father God, that, that you can come in and only you can, Father God. So may you be the main thing in this time and may you be the light in the darkness. May you be the peace in the chaos, Father God. And may the church rise up, Lord, and stand in faith and stand in, and to serve, Father God, the people that have been impacted and affected. We thank you for leaders, leadership, first responders. We thank you for people that are there, Lord, on the ground, boots on the ground. But we thank you for the church being the church and rising up, Father God. And may people not run from you or blame you. May they turn to you, Father God, as you're full of love and mercy and grace. We thank you, Father God, for the things that can be done in the midst of this, the beauty that can come from the ashes. And Lord, we lift up, Father God, the people that stand in the path of a destructive hurricane. I'm reminded, Father, as we all are in the passage of Scripture, you stood and rebuked the wind and the waves. And so we have that same authority. So in Jesus' name, peace be still. Move and turn, dissipate, weaken, shrinking in Jesus' mighty name. We join our faith, Father God, with many that are praying, Father, that that has a change of direction. We pray for those that are in the path, Lord. May they, may they be protected. And if anything, Father God, we pray for human life to be preserved and protected. Uh, possessions and property can be restored, Father God. But Lord, we pray for precious people. May they be wise. May they listen, Father God, to the people that are giving them instruction. May they, Lord, be wise in their thinking and planning. And Lord, we just, again, pray hedge your protection round about them. We thank you for the church being ready to respond in whatever capacity. But Lord, again, we thank you for moving that, turning that away weakening, dissipating that storm in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that we can come united in prayer and in faith, Father God, and lift up these petitions knowing, Father, that you're a good and faithful God. And we give this to you in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, everybody. Hey, God's a big God, amen? Hey, thank you, thank you so much. You know, I just, those things are always just a thing to contemplate, number one. That's the world we live in. That's why it is absolutely important that we are people of prayer, amen? 
So we have to be people of prayer. We also want to, want to let you know that a lot of changes have happened coming up as we're right now, September 1, launching into the fall, coming off the summer. As you heard some announcements, um, our children's ministry, student ministry, a little bit different look. We're having a, a mid-high or junior high, middle school, however you want to say that, service that begins at the same time our service does, which is a change. And so um, it's in the student ministry auditorium. If you go right out these doors and hang a left all the way at the end um, or through the children's ministry wing. And I wanted to let you know that we do everything we can, safety first, to keep you and your family safe here. So our safety, our security doors are up and running today. Uh, they are just great on both our children's wings. So if you're any a child from zero all the way up through eighth grade, we have security procedures and processes in place to keep them safe. Come on, everybody. Isn't it about being safe? Amen. That's right. Hey, let me, let me say this. We pray. We pray. I know you pray for safety every day, but you have to do what you can do in the natural. And we're able to do that. So we provided that environment. Uh, let me say this. If you're 15 minutes late, which none of you are, if you're, 15 minutes, if you're 15 minutes late, those doors get locked. You can still get in with permission or access through a staff, a trained employee or security person over there to let you in and out. They are 15 minutes after service starts locked, so no one can get in without authorization, and they're open right before service ends or right as service ends. So just want to keep everybody safe. Amen? And so uh, let me just say this. Can we give a big shout out to our, our law enforcement officers that are with us on Sundays? Come on, everybody. God bless them. God bless them. Always, always, always be in prayer and be appreciative of what they do, putting their life on the line uh, for so many of us. And so I just want to encourage you guys to always have a chance to thank them for what they do when you pass them here in the hallways. And uh, let me just say this as your pastor, and please hear, hear me in this. If you've got a ticket from one of them, leave them alone. Okay? It's your fault. All right? They didn't make you speed. Okay? So they're not here to dispute your ticket. You're not here to dispute their ticket. But let me just give you a piece of advice. What I would do if I was you, I'd be buying them tacos and coffee for if you ever get pulled over by them. I'm just, Amy, is it just, not that I do that. I'm not, I'm, not that I've been pulled over by them yet, but uh, amen. I just, we appreciate them so much. It is Mission Sunday, and so we just want you guys to know we're always asking you to pray throughout the month and see what God would have you do above your tithe to support the work that we're doing all over the world, here locally, nationally, and then internationally. And so this morning, being Mission Sunday, as you heard, the cafe's not open for lunch. I want you to enjoy. And when our wonderful volunteers in our Missions Cafe to enjoy a Labor Day weekend with their families, but we want to give you a, a little bit of a, a picture of one of our missionaries here at Tree of Lifers that are out in the field and all around and, think, and thinking of the hurricane uh, I think Dorian, that is now dissipating and moving away. Um, this individual, you'll hear it in the video, but she spends time being trained and going to uh, countries, especially like third world countries, that face disasters like this and bringing light, love, and life of Jesus. So let's take a few minutes and watch the screen if you would. So Kristen, you grew up in um, Tree and in the Tree Youth Group. So tell me how the call came on your life or you felt that call and everything. Tell me about that. This is one of my favorite stories. And I don't know if you actually know this story or not, but I went on a mission. I went on my first mission trips with Tree. And in one of the services up in the mountains in Mexico, I heard the Lord tell me that this is what I was called to, that I was, I was made to be a missionary, that I was made to love people. From that point on, whatever I could do to know about missions, I wanted. And it just really set me up to go, go the distance with missions but it all started on a mission trip with our tree youth. It's a big part because of tree that I am doing what I'm doing. If somebody wants to be a part of missions, 
and they're not able to travel the world like you are, or they're not able to, um, you know, take the time and do things like you're able to, how can they be a part of missions? I personally, I believe that missions is just loving the one in front of you. Our motto at, at Iris Global is that love looks like something and to stop for the one. And I've seen it time and time again that if you can't do something here where you're based, where you're from, where your home is, then you're never going to be able to do it out on the mission field. If you're not living like a missionary wherever you're at, going to a change of location is just going to make it a lot harder. And so for those of you who feel like you want to do missions or you want you feel that call, you feel that passion to the nations, start where you're at. Love the people. There's tons of ministries here in New Braunfels that you could get involved with. You could serve the homeless here. You could work with widows and orphans here. You could serve with our Family Life Center and, and catch the vision and the heart for the poor here in America. So if you do it now, then moving into the nations is a lot easier, I think. You recently came home from Mozambique, so tell me about all the things, and you lived there um, for a short time as well, so tell me about all of that. So my missions as a, as a missionary, full-time missionary, started in Mozambique. I lived in Dondo, Mozambique for about a year and a half. Just recently in March, there was a really bad cyclone, which is like a hurricane in Dondo, Mozambique. And so we deployed and we were the third team on the ground for that disaster. It was called one of the worst disasters in Southern Hemisphere history. A lot of lot of trauma, a lot of pain, but we got to be there. Like I think two weeks later, there was another cyclone in the north. I spent about two and a half or three weeks up in the northern part of Mozambique, um, distributing food to areas that no one else was willing to distribute food to. So we were up in some, some pretty dangerous areas, but Jesus would go, so we're gonna go. Now I know talking to you and following you on Instagram and everything, um, you kind of got a little um, sick while you were there. Tell us why it's so important for us here to pray for missions, to pray for our missionaries, and just really cover them. Um, yeah, I have had malaria four times since living in Mozambique. And just having the prayer and the support of, of a family back home, especially when you're overseas, you're not always with a close family. The people I lived with were really great, but to have the support, not only is it spiritually so necessary to have it, but just for that emotional care of the missionary, to know that people are praying for you and they're standing with you and they pray. Like I heard a family yesterday who said, we pray for you every night. And I was like, oh my gosh. So it's really important to pray for your missionaries. I also think what's so cool about, um, like I remember going on my first one and seeing, you know what? They're living like this and believing God for water every day. They're yeah. believing God for food. They're believing, you know, for the basic things that I so take for granted. What am I believing for that yeah. is just so out there? Okay, let's believe bigger let's than just faith. right here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When we were up in the northern part of Mozambique, I was working with some of those Brazilian firefighters. And and so he was like, well, why do you think, because he was asking me what kind of miracles I've seen. And I was like, oh, I've seen almost any miracle you can think of. Like, I've seen it. He was like, well, is it only in Africa that you see it? Or do you see it in America? And I was like, I've seen some miracles in America. But I think that we'd see way more miracles in America if we realized that God's our provider for everything. Like, we don't have to pray. Like, I've seen food 
multiplied so many times because that's all they have. So they'll see so many more miracles. And so I feel like if we shifted our perspective and we really did pray first for stuff, then we'd see way more. Yeah, missions just completely changes your perspective when you get out of your comfort zone. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. So I would like to introduce you this morning to Kristen West. Kristen, would you stand up? Let's give her a big shout out. God bless you, Kristen. God bless you. (laughs) Amen. We do, we do. Hey, could you keep standing for just a second? Hey, church, let's pray. Father, we thank you for Kristen and the call of God in her life. We thank you for her obedience to the call, Lord, and you've gifted her and equipped her to do what you've called her to do. We thank you, Lord, that as she steps out in faith, that she's stretched, Father God, that she trusts you for everything and you lead her and guide her. You use her in ways, Father God, that she never dreamed or imagined could happen to touch and change people's lives just from being humble and being obedient. We thank you that you surround her with a hedge of protection and you keep her safe from harm. No harm shall befall her and no plague shall come nigh her dwelling in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that you keep, give her favor with both God and man, open doors of opportunity to minister. And as she stretched forth her hands or your hands. As she opens her mouth to speak, she speaks your words. And she sees, as she said there, through your eyes or through your perspective, Father God. We thank you for using her in amazing ways to change the people and lives around her. And we are honored to have a partnership with her. Thank you that all her needs are met according to your riches and glory. And we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, everybody, for joining me in that prayer. Amen. Changing the world. Amen. That's what we're here for. That's why we're on the planet still. That's why you didn't, when you got saved, you didn't get up, just beamed up, right? Beam me up, beam me up, God. We prayed that prayer. Have you prayed that prayer that many times since I got saved, right? Uh, because you're on mission. You have things that you need to do here. God wants to work in and through you. And he's asking us to step out and be his hands and feet. And so I want to share this morning with you kind of a, what we call a standalone message. We just kind of finished up home in uh, August, or, uh, yeah, August, and then we got another one I'm going to start next week. Um, haven't really determined the, the name, the creative team's helped me, I'm terrible with names and all that. But we're going to launch on a series that just really felt, coming out of 21 days of prayer, it's time for us to go to deeper places, places that maybe we haven't been yet. It's time to stretch a little bit, dig a little deeper, and so I'm super excited about September, October. You don't want to miss any of that. I think God's just really put some things in my heart for the church for us to step into a little bit. And then right here in the standalone, how do we segue between August and into the new one? And really, the, the word that was in me, and I just want to share it with you, is just called Stretch. Stretch, And so as I was praying about today, uh, God just gave me this picture, and um, that's why if you came in and came through these doors, you should have got or maybe been offered a rubber band. If you got your rubber band, you can put it, I would put it on, uh, it can be a hair tie, uh, no, I'm just kidding, it, whatever on your arm and whatever that looks like, and just, it'll make sense to you in a little bit, but I really feel that it'll be a, a wonderful reminder uh, to you about what I feel God's asking of us and what his expectation is, and what I think that we are called and um, really what he's leading us to do this next season. Because we're starting a season, coming out of summer, we're starting this fall season, we're moving into a new area, new opportunities, new ministries, and so it's important for us to stretch. Uh, We're going to start a new series next week, so I'm going to kind of kick off the season. Next week, I'll kick off the series. So turn to Ephesians 3.20 for me, 3.20, Ephesians 3.20. I love this in the Amplified. How many have an Amplified Bible? Maybe you don't have it with you, but you have an Amplified Bible, not many. Amplified Bible, I would encourage you, is a great study Bible. I don't know what you grew up or how you grew up, but I grew up, my dad grew up, uh, grew us up or taught us on the uh, King James, King James Version, right? How many grew up on the King James Version, right? I got to tell you, I have so much King James Version in me when I pray, these and thou's come out, right? Just in prayer, it comes up. 
like I'm like Jesus was from England, right? I don't know what I had, what's up with that, right? And then my mom always, always, always was the Amplified Bible. My mom always used the Amplified Bible. And my dad used to tease her and, and say that you would use the Amplified Bible because it's perfect for you because it uses so many more words to say something. And so, but I love what it does. It obviously it amplifies. So here's an amazing amplification of this scripture. Let's take a look in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do, I love this word, super abundantly, more than all we dare ask or think. Um, it goes on to the next verse. <laughs> Infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, and dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. And I love that, super abundantly. God wants to do super abundantly, exceedingly above and beyond what you can ask, hope, or think. Or in other words, super califragilistically, expialidocious, right? I just, thinking, I just think, how do you put that in words, God? The amazing things God wants to do in all of us, and I love that. And I said, well, go ahead then, God, if that's what you, I'm not gonna keep you from that. But you know what keeps that from happening in your life and my life? The super abundant, exceedingly above all you can ask, hope, or think. What keeps us from that is us. It really is us. As the second half of that scripture or passage really says that you, based on through the work, according to the work that the Holy Spirit is doing in you, the work. And the question then would be, how much work are you allowing the Holy Spirit to do in you? Because understand this, God's not going to force you into anything, and the Holy Spirit's not going to force you into anything. And so the question is, or really the, the idea is, if you want the super abundant, exceedingly above and beyond what you dare ask, hope, or think, you need to have as much of the Holy Spirit working in you as you possibly can. And that means you have to partner with them. That means you have a part to play. It doesn't just happen. God doesn't force himself on anybody, no matter how good you think, so good, force yourself on me. He doesn't do that, nor does the Holy Spirit. And so really the difference is you and I, and that means that there is, uh, you know, we need to, for the Holy Spirit and God to operate in us to do a greater work inside our life so we can step into the super abundant blessings of God. And so the question is then, how much are we allowing? How much faith? are we allowing to operate? How much Holy Spirit are we allowing to operate? And that's what we're going to lead into uh, starting next week. You don't want to miss, this qu- miss it as we intro it. But the answer is, how much is it going to take? How much more do I need? The answer is just a little bit. With God, it doesn't take a whole lot. Let me say it this way. Just one more step. Just one more step beyond what you took today. One more expectation beyond what you took today. And let me say it this way. You just need to stretch yourself a little bit. Because we were never created to be as we were when we got born again. God's intent was never for me to stay the same when I got saved. As wonderful and as amazing salvation is, and it is, God then wants you to lead a victorious life, and he wants you to step out in faith, to step into the things that he has for you. He doesn't want you to stay the same or stay where you are, so just a little bit more than where you are right now, just beyond where you are right now. God doesn't want you stuck. God doesn't want you staying in one place. He wants you to stretch. You can't stay the way you are. But here's our problem. We usually get stuck in between the promise, super abundantly, exceedingly above, beyond, we can all ask, hope, or think, and the fulfillment of it. And the in-between part is the hard part. What happens in between is the hard part. And that's where you and I have to be people of faith. We have to step out a little bit more beyond where we are, believe God, trust God who he is, and do the things he's asking us to do, and stretch ourselves a a little bit. You know, when you came in, again, that rubber band that you got, my hope is, is it a reminder to you that we all need to stretch. God requires, let me say it this way, God requires you to stretch. When you enter a new season, September, when you enter a new opportunity, when you enter a, a, a new possibility, God 
has an expectation for you to stretch a little bit, stretch beyond where you currently are. It requires you to stretch. The problem is we don't like to stretch because we don't like to be pulled on. We don't like tension. We don't like stress. We don't like uncomfortableness. And that doesn't happen. I mean, we can't step into what God has unless we're willing to experience it. But let me say this, it's not a bad thing to be stretched because it's in the stretch, it's outside the comfort zone where God does some of his greatest work. Because it's when you completely depend on him. And here's the thing I like about God, he's not gonna force you. I don't know if you remember this, but guys, could you put that picture up on the screen? And uh, Pastor Cody said the guys were making a slide for my title today. They had it just for a second there, but they, they came up and I said, all I can think of a stretch. So here's what they, they wanted to use this for my title, and I didn't think it looked like me at all, but anyway, so it's like, that's how many of you guys ever had a stretch Armstrong? I can't believe you raised your hand. That's embarrassing that you even admit that you had one of those. Okay. Never had, I never had one, never had one. So here's the thing. It's, it's not a stretch Armstrong, it's being pulled apart Armstrong. See, here's the thing we have to realize. God's not gonna grab you and pull you. You need to stretch. See, God's not gonna pull you. That's what the world does. The world wants to do this to you. Wants to pull you apart. God wants you to trust him and stretch yourself. And so he's always leading us. And he'll lead us in places and, and opportunities that require us to be stretched. Because he wants us to grow, he wants us to mature, he wants our faith to grow, to go beyond where we currently are. We need to stretch our faith. Stretch your faith. Stretch your faith. That's what we need to be about. You know, uh, your faith is stretched beyond. See, let me say this. This, this is the shape that the rubber band was made, right? This is the shape the rubber band was made. But this does not, this does not speak to its capacity, right? Because just like this, the rubber band really has no use. It really only has use when you stretch it. This is what it was created for. Not this, this is how it began, and now it has this capacity, and God is saying, I didn't create you to stay like this, I need you to stretch yourself, because I have so much more, greater capacity than what you're currently experiencing. Or let me say it this way, if you're not stretching your faith, it's useless to you. This rubber band is useless unless it's stretched. That's the whole purpose of it. Let me say this. James 2.17, I didn't put it in your notes, but it says this. The second part of that says, faith by itself, not accompanied by an action, is dead. In other words, we hear it this way. Faith without works is dead. Can I say it this way? Faith without stretching is dead. Faith without a corresponding action is useless. Faith without stretching is useless. So God's saying, it's time to stretch. I don't know where you feel like you're at in life, but we all can stretch a little bit. We can stretch in our marriages, we can stretch in our families, we can stretch in our individual life, we can stretch in our finances, we can stretch as a church. You were made to be stretched. You were made to be stretched, not to stay comfortable where you are. Let me, let me say this, because I think it's important for me to address this, the, the mistake that we make, and we hear this said a lot of times. Well, if God's gonna stretch us, wants to stretch us, it doesn't sound right, because here's what we say, here's what we say, he's not gonna give me any more than I can bear, any more than I can handle. Are you reading the Bible I'm reading? I mean, everybody in there, God gave more than they could handle. Everybody. Why? So they would be stretched and believe him, trust him, depend on him, and not lean under their own understanding or their own strength or their own ability. <laughs> he created us to be, he's gonna, he's gonna stretch you. 
So that, that scripture basically says, if you read it in the context and you read it, it says this, he won't tempt you beyond what you can handle. And he says, he gives you a way of escape. But oh, you better believe He's gonna ask you to step into things that are uncomfortable for you. He's gonna ask you to step into things that you're gonna feel you're gonna snap. He's gonna ask you to step into things, come on somebody, that you feel like you can't be stretched any farther. But that's where God, God is in the stretch. Miracles are in the stretch, why? Because it takes faith to step out. Stretch your faith, stretch your faith. You need to understand that you were made to be stretched. He created you to stretch. I've never had God send me to an opportunity or present an opportunity or a position or lead me to a new place without it requiring me or this church to be stretched. Never. I think back in my life, I think back in the life of this church, there's not been a moment, a new opportunity, a new season, a new level that God hasn't expected a stretching. You'll be stretched, I'll be stretched, this church will be stretched. But God's building rubber band people. He's building rubber band churches. He's building rubber band faith. That it's useless unless it's stretched. There's a capacity beyond what we're operating in. And let me say this, even though you were created to look like this, you were created to live like this. See, because listen, this is what it, see, we mistakenly think that comfort is where it's at. But let me tell you this, comfort does not determine capacity. So we get caught up living for comfort and God says, oh, no, 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 no. You're gonna have to get uncomfortable. There's gonna be a little bit of tension there. There's gonna be a little, just a little strain, a little stress maybe there, but it's okay because it's in the stretch that you find God. It's in that stretch that you find the miraculous. And when you're willing to step, step out and stretch your faith, understand your comfort does not mean your capacity. The Bible says this, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and hasn't even entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared for those that love him. You have no idea until you're willing to stretch what God has for you. You cannot comprehend what this might look like. You have a much greater capacity than you realize, and you'll never, you'll never realize it if you continue to live for comfort instead of capacity. And see, there is more for you and I than we are currently experiencing. This is not your capacity. This is your capacity. It's in the stretch. Second Corinthians 10, 13, here's what it says. We, however, Paul writing, we, however, will not boast beyond measure, but within the limits of the sphere which God appointed us. Now, I want you to just, a couple words in here. We, however, will not boast beyond measure. I want you to measure, limits, and sphere. All those words are really one Greek word. All those words are one Greek word. The Greek word for measure, limits, and sphere is all one Greek word called metron. And metron is this in the Greek. Here's what it means. A measured boundary, a potential inheritance, and listen to this last one, a capacity that God sets. So what Paul's saying here, Paul's saying that in my life, Paul's saying, in my life, it's God that sets my capacity. It's God that sets my capacity. It's God that sets my parameters of what I will accomplish. There is a capacity that God sets. Listen, your past does not set your capacity. Your failures, your mistakes, your sin does not determine your capacity. Your education does not determine your capacity. Your experience does not determine your capacity. Your friends, your relationships, your mom, your dad do not determine your capacity. Your spouse does not determine your capacity. Your divorce does not determine your capacity. Your body does not determine your capacity. Your money, your job does not determine your capacity. 
God determines your capacity. Let me say it this way. Your race, your gender, your age does not determine your capacity. None of those things set your metron. Your metron and your capacity is set by God. And God says, I will set your boundary. I will set your capacity. I will determine what your future can look like, but you're going to have to stretch to reach it. You're going to have to stretch to reach your metron or the capacity that God would set for you. This world does not set our capacity. I don't care how much bleaker it looks or how much more evil it looks. This world does not set our capacity. The devil does not set our capacity. The economy does not set our capacity. The government, the Republicans, the Democrats do not set our capacity. They do not. God sets it, but you're going to have to stretch. Don't allow your past or your present to limit your future. But we all got to stretch. Every single one of us, we have to stretch. And God gives you the grace to stretch. God gives you the grace to do it. But we need to refuse to stay the same. Hey, I, I know it's not, I know it's risky to stretch. I know it's not easy to stretch. That's why we don't do it. There, there's tension. There's tension. When is a rubber band the most vulnerable? When it's stretched to capacity. There's a risk there. I mean, when I, mo- most of us don't even want to pull it to capacity. We're afraid it's going to snap. That's when it's the most vulnerable. So I know there's a risk there. But God wants to stretch you to capacity of your faith, wants you to stretch your trust, wants you to stretch your thinking. And stretching means trusting God in the moments of stress or tension or pressure or discomfort. But I'm willing to stretch. You need to be willing to stretch. Hey, I want to meet my maximum capacity. I want to reach my maximum capacity. But I know that it's risky. I know. And there's so much in us that we'll never realize until we stretch a little bit. See, listen, everyone in the Bible had to stretch. Everyone. Every person that God is going to use is going to have to stretch. Everyone that wants to make a difference is going to have to stretch. Right, Kristen? Right. See, this rubber band, again, which represents our faith, is not like... Let me say it this way. I'm almost embarrassed. I was embarrassed for a service, but I'm embarrassed myself again. Okay, here we go. This This is the way I saw it. The devil's not afraid of this. What are you going to do? I'm going to stretch, devil. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you, devil. I know it's embarrassing. Bear with me. Don't make me feel any more embarrassed than I already am. You're not helping. All right? But listen, the devil's not afraid of that. When is the devil afraid? Come on, somebody. Front row, John, big John right there. He's afraid right now. No, he's not because I'm a bad shot. He, first service, I missed him every time. The devil's afraid when you stretch. He's afraid of your faith and trusting God beyond where you currently are. He's afraid of you stepping out into a place you've never been. He's afraid of you doing something you've never done just because you trust him. He's afraid of that. He's afraid when you stretch. He's afraid. So we need to stretch then. He he knows you. You can't hurt him when you just do that. You can't hurt him. Listen. When the devil comes and attacks your marriage, you can't hurt him when you just, like that. But listen, not today, devil. You're not going to have my marriage. I'm stretching my, I'm stretching my love for my spouse. I'm going to stretch my love to the, the way I love my spouse in a greater capacity. I'm going to stretch my forgiveness for the things that have been done and said and hurt me. Listen, devil, you're not going to have my kids. No, it's not that. You're not going to have my kids, devil. 
I'm going to stretch my patience. I'm going to stretch my, I'm going to stretch my prayers. I'm going to get on my knees and stretch my prayers for my kids. I'm not going to give my kids up, devil. I got you that time. You're not going to have my finances. We don't just throw it out there like that. You're not going to have my finances, devil. I'm going to have a tithe. Good measure, pressing down, shaking the other, running over. Well, my God, bless me back. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to stretch my giving, and he'll open the window of heaven and pour forth a blessing I cannot contain. I went farther than all the others. Get a stretch. Get a stretch. Your body under attack? I don't care what the doctor says, devil. I'm going to stretch my faith. I'm going to speak the word of God over my life. I'm going to someone lay hands on me according to the word of God. I'm going to speak the word of God. I'm going to quote the word of God every day. I'm going to stretch, devil. I'm not going to give in. I'm going to stretch. You know, in Hebrews 11:6, and I, I don't I know where I am in order or anything, I'm kind of jumping around right now, but it says this, you guys got that? Okay, it says this, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Well, I can quote that in context of today. Without stretching, it is impossible to please God because you were made to stretch. Without stretching, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently stretch. That's what God wants. That's what he wants from you and I. Stretching. Without stretching, it's impossible to please God. You know what? Giving is a stretch. I know that. That's why people don't want to hear it. That's why people say, all that church wants is your money. They're going to get up there and talk about money. No, we want you to walk in the blessings of God. We want you to reach this capacity in your finances so you can be blessed to be a blessing. I know, I, know it's, I know it's a stretch sometimes. I know it is. I know it's a, sometimes you have more month than money. I know it's a stretch. But God is in the stretch. Miracles are in the stretch. That's where God lives. That's where God operates. I, I know the first fruits. Giving them first is a stretch. I know giving above your tithe into missions and, and local outreach. I know it's a stretch. I know it is. But God is in the stretch. I know small groups are a stretch. I don't have time. Unless another night of the week. I, I mean, I just, what, I don't even know who those people are. I'm going to go sit in someone's house with people I don't know. Here's what I know. Iron sharpens iron. Here's what I know. Pray for one another. Here's what I know. The importance of relationships, godly relationships and accountability in your life. Hey, guess what? God is in the stretch. Stretch yourself and get in a small group and you'll see. God is in the stretch. Hey, I know serving. I know serving's a stretch. I don't want to come to two services. I know, I know that. I, sometimes I don't. It's a stretch sometimes for me. Honestly, it is. But listen, God is in the stretch. When you come and give your time so someone else can experience God and then worship encounter, hey, listen, you just got blessed. God is in the stretch. I know it's inconvenient. You got to get up and you got to get dressed and you got to get here and serve. And these, I get that. It's a stretch to serve. But God is in the stretch. You'll be rewarded more than you ever realize. I, I, I know it's a stretch to be in the word. Every single day? Are you serious? So many things bombard my mind. I know it's a stretch to pray. I can't find any alone time for myself, much less get alone with God. Kids are, stuff's busy, work, I'm tired, I lay down to pray, I fall asleep, or I do my grocery list, or to do that. I know it's a stretch, but nothing happens without prayer. Praying for people, you think just praying's a stretch? You ever prayed for somebody out loud? That's a stretch. Especially for some, I'm always amazed at my wife when we go to Walmart. My wife will go to Walmart, and that's like her ministry right there. Walmart's her, her ministry, it's like her mission field. 
<laughs> You've seen her there, have you? Yeah, I'm sorry. Seen her over there. Revival. <laughs> so, but my wife, someone's in need. I'm just like, that's super uncomfortable for me. I'm going to be with my wife, and she'll just say, I feel like the Lord's going to direct me and do this. And I say, I feel like the Lord's going to meet, me, meet you at the checkout counter. <laughs> my wife will lay hands on people in a Walmart. And I love that about her. Yeah, it's a stretch for me. But listen, God says when you stretch forth and lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Why? Because God's in the stretch. The miracle's in the stretch. Hey, I, I know all that's a stretch, but that's where God lives. Some of the greatest miracles that we'll ever experience are in the stretch. But you've got to stretch. You've got to stretch. You have to stretch. People don't like to stretch. I get it. It's uncomfortable. It is when you're the most vulnerable. Is when you stretch. And you will always have critics, and critics will sit there. You're vulnerable, and when you're vulnerable, people will criticize you. There's no shortage of critics when you're stretching. And they're telling you, you can't do that. It'll never happen. You'll never do that. It'll never happen. You can't do that. Listen, you'll have no shortage of critics, but listen, just go ahead and stretch because God is in the stretch. I know this church, this church, we're, we're going to stretch as a church, and you come in September, and we're going to stretch you. We're going to stretch as a church. We've been stretching for 38 years. We're going to continue to stretch even more to what God has for us. But I know there's critics to this church. I know that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. People say, oh, you guys, that's a cult. You guys speak in tongues and all that stuff. Yeah, because it's in the Bible. Hey, we're going to stretch ourselves a little bit more on that. I don't care about the critics. Oh, uh, you guys just, you just water down everything for the sake of getting more people and uh, you don't, you know, I'm like, no, we don't. We create environments for the unchurched and the unsaved to feel comfortable so they can know Jesus. We're still preaching the word. I'm not wearing a suit. I'm not doing all that. It's a stretch. Listen, hey, listen, you know what? We're stretching as a church. We just spent a whole bunch of money to redo our children's wing over there so we could do specialized ministry, age-appropriate ministry. I'm not saying it's bad if people lump them in a room. Sometimes you got to operate that way. We did. It was a stretch for us to do that, to create an environment where we can minister your kids age-appropriately. It's a stretch for us to say, we're going to start a junior high service from the beginning and not after the dismissal. It's a stretch for us to say, we're going to have a Sunday night service with high schoolers. It may be super inconvenient for you, but we want to stretch you. We want to stretch them to directly minister to high schoolers, just them and their capacity. It's a stretch for us to say, we're going to build a sensory room for special needs families and kids. That's a stretch. We don't know what that's gonna look like, but listen, here's what we do know. We have a greater capacity than we're currently experiencing. And God's asking us to stretch. All those things are a stretch, I get that. I know that. But listen, God is in the stretch. God is in the stretch, and I'd, be, I'd, I'd, I'd rather be stretching and winning souls and reaching teens and minister to kids on their age-appropriate ministry level and ministering to families with special needs or, or, or kids that get overstimulated, I'd rather do that than listen to the critics. I'd rather stretch and reach one person than listen to a thousand, please, a thousand critics. So when you stretch, it, it is risky, but God's in the stretch. That's when you gotta depend on him. That's when your faith is dependent upon him. See, I want, I want my kids to stretch. I want Callie and Camry to stretch. I, I want you to stretch. I want my, my, my staff to stretch. I want your families, your kids to stretch. I, I, I want to do that. I, I, I want us to stretch. I want us to stretch as individuals. I want us to stretch as, stretch as a church so that you can experience God the way he wants you to experience him. Don't stay like this. God's in the stretch. I got to show you one more thing. Now the band's going to come on up. Second Kings, we were there, Second Kings, just, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. 
This is a beautiful thing about the Bible. You can read the passage over and over again, and you can have something different to minister on because the Holy Spirit just speaks. 2 Kings chapter 4, 34 through 35, the prophet Elijah, the woman, it created a room for him, if you'll remember, a room for him, her and her husband did, and they were beyond, he was old and they didn't have any kids, and so God provided miraculously a child. The child grew to at least a minimum of 12, we know, we don't know how old, but at least 12 years old to work in the harvest field, and then he got sick and died, and the mom came and put the child on the bed, and look and see what this happens, look at 2 Kings 4, 34, and when he went up and lay on the child, and she called the prophet, the prophet then and went and laid on the child, the child's on his bed, he laid on top of the child, he put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, his hands on his hands, and what's it say, he what? He stretched himself out and the, on the child, and the flesh of the child became warm. It didn't happen, nothing happened till, when, till, till he did what? Nothing happened till he what? The miracles didn't start till when? The miracle, God is in the stretching. And then look at what it says though, it says nothing happened till he stretched and the child became warm. And then it says, and then he returned and walked back and forth in the house and again went up and what? Went up and what? He went up a second time to stretch. Listen, some of you guys are quitting after one stretch. Some of you guys are quitting after one stretch. Well, I tried that. I stretched once. Keep stretching. Keep stretching. Leave the determination and the fulfillment up to God. But you do your part. Stretch and then stretch again and then stretch again and then stretch again. Listen, here's what happened. Here's what we know. Listen, you may not even realize it, but when you stretch that first time in faith, God is in the stretch and things start warming up. It said the child became warm. Oh, he maybe wasn't fully alive yet. Some of you guys are quitting, but your miracle is warming up and you're quitting. Keep stretching until it comes to life. Keep stretching. Maybe you're in a place that's just feeling warm. Hey, Pastor, you know what? I stretched it. It's feeling warm right now. I mean, because I'm, I'm speaking with faith. His mouth was on his mouth. I'm seeing with faith, and my hands are his hands now. His hands are upon my hands. It's getting warmer. All I'm going to do is stretch. I don't know how. I don't know when, but I'm just going to stretch. But I know it's getting warmer. Because faith says it is. I'm just, I'm, all I'm responsible to is stretch. Some of us quit before it actually comes back to life. I don't know how many of our dreams, how many of our, how many of our needs, or whatever, how, how many things in our life that we've quit stretching and it was just warming up. Keep stretching. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.